welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies. And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Hi and welcome to this episode of Healing for Healers, where I introduce you to a new but good friend of mine. We've hit it off really well. So well, in fact, that we're going to do a project together. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Honey C. Golden. I saw her on Mark Atwood's show and I thought she was fantastic. And I got in touch with Mark to ask if he could put me in touch with her. And at exactly the same time, she had seen my episode with Mark on Soul Retrieval. So funnily enough, she got in touch with Mark to ask him if he could put her in touch with me. So, and (laughs) the way these things work, it was actually on the exact same day. So we just kind of lost the plot a little bit. Our energies went crazy, wild, excited to meet each other. And we've been chatting and catching up and learning about each other's lives and who we are. But it really feels like we've had centuries together. Very strange. Maybe you've had a similar experience. Anyway, I had a really fab chat with Honey about healing and I wanted to share it here on Healing for Healers podcast. I'll tell you a little bit about Honey. Honey C. Golden loves all things energy, delves into the subconscious mind and listens to her higher self. She goes into each healing session with all of these aspects to help the body and mind heal themselves. You can find Honey on balancingbodyandsoul.com. One of the things that Honey and I have really felt is that healers are so needed right now. And who's supporting the healers? Well, that's why I created this podcast, Healing for Healers. But I think now we need to bring it up a level. We need to bring it up a notch. So Honey and I are creating the Lightworker Peer Support Group. It's going to be a place where anyone who has clients in professional practice, who feels that they need, you know, some supervision, some help, some support, some guidance, and maybe a reminder to look after yourself, comparing notes with other healers, getting together and talking about what we're seeing now, what used to work, what's not working. We thought what we would do in a session is give teaching of things that we've learned, things that you guys have learned, and then we will have an open forum where everybody can talk and share what's going on for them and give advice to each other. And then we will close the session with a healing transmission to empower you, boost your energy levels and prevent burnout. And as well as the sessions, we're also going to have an open telegram group And so you can pop in any time if something weird happens, you can go in and say, oh my God, what happened? I just saw this thing and what do I do? And there's going to be hundreds, hopefully, of people there going, oh yes, yes, I know what you've been and this happened to me. And you go, oh my gosh, that happened to you as well. And I've never seen it before. And someone else will say, I never saw that too. I thought it was weird. I thought I was going crazy. And and you're seeing it and you're seeing it and you're seeing it. And then together we come up with, well, what do we do if we see it again? And then you're more secure and more supported in your client sessions because you've talked about it, you've normalized it, you've embodied it, you've moved on from it. And here it is again, showing up in your your healing room and you know what to do. And I think that's so important, so important right now. So if you're interested in that, come along to the website lightworkerpeersupport.com 
and you can uh, see a video with me and Honey as we talk about what we hope for this particular group and how it's going to be structured and uh, maybe you'd like to join. Anyway, without further ado, I'd like to lead you into this discussion that I had with Honey. We're talking about spiritual tools for defense. Now, defense doesn't mean like self-defense, like you're being attacked. But what it does mean is having an awareness of your own energy and looking after your spiritual hygiene, looking after your spiritual hygiene of the room that you're in and um, working with energies that might trigger you. At this stage in our development, the more work we do, the clearer our energy becomes, the faster our frequency becomes, faster and higher. And we're all on the same spectrum. But what's really interesting is that when you're high and fast and you're around somebody that's low and heavy and slow, it doesn't affect you as much. It doesn't mean you you can't be around them. It just means it affects you in a different way and it's better and it's easier and it's lighter. So I really hope you enjoy the conversation I had with Honey. I know I did. And maybe I'll see you over on lightworkerpeersupport.com. Honey, it's great to talk with you today. You too. I'm excited. I'm I excited too. You. I think <laughs> the only problem we have is that we we're, we both get so excited when we talk to each other that we don't know who wants to talk next. Right. But um, for those of you who want to know who Honey is, I've got her bio there by the podcast or video, depending on how you're watching this. And um, what we want to do today is talk a little bit about healing, a little bit about the energies that are going on the moment, a little bit about how each of us are interpreting them in a different way and how that's okay. And maybe if we have time, we'll throw in tools for spiritual defense, which I thought might be useful because with all the energies flying around, it might be good to get a few different takes on what might be useful for you as a healer who's listening and watching. And even if you're not being in service as a healer, who's being paid, you know, Mm -hmm. just your physical presence in the world is healing. Right. And that could be all that, you, you know, that's enough to be doing right now. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so there's a hell of an introduction. So where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we start with the energies that are going on right now? I feel yeah. like they're um, kind of nuts and heavy. And I notice my clients are like, they're accumulating energy that isn't theirs right now. So it's like they're transmuting energy for the collective, but it's really like sticky. Mm. So getting it out, you know, is really important. Like getting that energy out of your body. And if you're feeling like lethargic, that means you're carrying probably more energy than you need to, which I know I have been. Yeah. So that's been really interesting. And what's going on with the sun? Okay. Yeah. yeah. There, there has been a lot. I've, I've actually been posting in my Telegram group the KP index, and people are like, "What is it? What is it?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so exhausted today." And it was KP five, and I'm going, "Oh, I understand that now." Yeah. So, yeah. Do you use that scale, the KP scale, or do you just feel into it intuitively? I just kind of know in the morning, like what's happening, you know, kind of thing. Cause sometimes I get started with appointments like at six, depending on their time zone. And that will just be like a quick body energy appointment, which I call zone technique. But, um, it's really interesting to see how they're handling it. And I know I feel it like I'll wake up and I'm just, I feel lethargic or heavy or, puffy, you know, something's happening. Okay. In the energy. And I'll be like, Oh, and then somebody will say inevitably, Oh, the Schumann resonance is off the scale today. Or the KP index, which is a right activity for people. Who yeah. don't know. It's how busy the sun is doing its little timbre tantrums. <laughs> yeah. And what happens is it comes down, it bounces off the earth and it bounces through us, and bounces back. Like it's like boiling, you know, so we're accumulating all this like excess energy and the consciousness is rising, which I know makes people sleepy too. That's a really interesting way that you just said that. I want to go back to that. Like a okay. bouncy ball, the yeah. energy coming from the sun, 
bouncing down onto Earth. Obviously, when it lands, it's going to agitate something. And then there'll be like an upswelling of something. And then the energy goes back to the sun. Yeah. And it goes through. I mean, we get a hit from that. So that upswelling is going to bring up kind of lower frequencies, do you think? Heavier vibrations that then trigger people. Mm -hmm. I think it's being pushed out right now. So one thing I've noticed is with people's bodies, for a long time, it was like, their lower chakra, at first their lower chakra would be stuck, you know, the low area of the body. Then it would move up to the second. And eventually we'd get them to the top. But right now, all the chakras have extra energy that's like sticky and it's making people like whatever their issue is, it's making it like highlighted. Yeah, amplifying it. Yeah, it's amplifying it. Yeah, that's why it's so important that healers have done their inner work. Um, I, I get, yeah. you know, I keep saying it, and it's so important, but it's not like you ever finish that. You know, no. you get you get one layer is released, and then there's another layer and another layer. So for me, if there's a speck of dust in your auric field of a certain low frequency and vibration, then that's the one that's going to get hit, and then you can deal with it by drowning in it and when you're doing that it's usually drowning in someone else's stuff Mm -hmm. or you can say okay my energy feels being hit by a low frequency and I'm just going to ride the waves of it and look after myself until it passes through yeah or clear it too like I've been doing this thing where I ask for the energy to leave the body that's great I see it like as a little tornado like stream and then I have it roll into a ball and then I throw it away. That's really useful. Yeah, it helps a lot. I had that. So that would that be one technique of releasing the heavy energies? Yeah. <clears throat> and I do that like when I'm working on somebody, I'll do that for each area I work on. And then at the end, it seems like a lot of the energy is really loosened up even for the top, you know, because the neck is the last place. And then we just throw it out the window and I tell them what I'm doing. And I say, if you feel yucky, do this in between sessions. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 There's another tool for spiritual defense, particularly for healers is to upgrade your spiritual hygiene practice, because obviously clients will be bringing in a lot more than you would realize. Mm-hmm. and leaving it behind and I think even when you're working online and over zoom and over distance and just connecting in or tapping into someone else's energy field is still important mm-hmm. to clear that why are you laughing because <laughs> you still get it you totally get it like because we're in this energetic soup so if you're you're communicating with somebody you're still getting their energy it doesn't matter proximity has no bearing on any of it that's interesting because um I've stepped away a lot from social media and haven't wanted to engage and except something came up last week that I needed to post because I get like that sometimes there was an article that says that the NHS is promoting Reiki as complimentary and they've been attacked for it And so the people who were attacking them were giving all these reasons why Reiki is a pile of rubbish. And so I put it up on my Facebook profile. And as usually happens, I attracted a lot of very interesting personalities. So we had a really good discussion. And I loved it because able to articulate, have a discussion like a human being. But even in those interactions, you still pick up energy from people. Yeah. 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 Have you ever heard of Greg Braden? Yeah. Yeah. So remember that experiment where they had like the soldier and then they swabbed his mouth and they took his DNA 400 miles away and then they would do things to him and the DNA would react. Oh my gosh. No, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. (laughs) So that just proves like, you know, your energy can go wherever you are. That's entanglement theory, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, wow, mind blowing. That is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So. 
So, yeah. So I, I do an exercise with people. So here's another tool for self-defense where you take a moment to center yourself in the present moment, whenever that is. And then you call your energy out of social media or out of the internet. And because we're so visual, you know, it's difficult. Like, how do I do that? What does the internet look like? So I just even just use the phone. You mm-hmm. say, pull it out of the phone, pull it out of the Facebook app, pull it out of the web page, pull it out. But then it comes back dirty. So you need mm-hmm. to kind of wash it or something, you know, just imagine yeah. getting cleansed. You can use, um, there's this certain light that I like to use and you can call it either universal intelligence or you can call it God's light, mm-hmm. but it looks kind of like a uh, Christmas tree light, you know, really soft and inside of it is gold. So little sparks of gold. So you can use this light to cleanse and you can take this light and like create like a sponge inside of you or um, pour it in, you know, and then yank it out and then throw it into the sun. And it takes away a lot of like ego energy and stress and everything with it. Oh, I have never heard of that. So that reminds me of like the sticky tape to take the cat hairs out, only it's going inside. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot yeah. of cat hairs at the moment. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very helpful sticky That's tape. Not, can you describe that again just for people yeah, so yeah, just imagine like your body is hollow so imagine your body is kind of a hollow vessel and then you can just pour it in or you can ask a beam to come into your body and then you just just say to it I want you to take all the stress all the ego everything out of me and then you take it out and you throw it off into the sun so that energy still gets used, but you get clean. That is beautiful. I really like it. This is why it's important for people like us to talk to each other and bounce yeah. ideas off each other because we, co- we, you know, we come up with different things. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed lately is that the old things don't necessarily work as well. So you have to play with the imagination and play with what you're feeling and allow yourself to feel more but also another thing that's important for empaths which is a really good tool is to know that it's okay to not feel everything and that you can turn it off and get a break get a night's sleep or something like that so yeah we don't have to be the we don't have to absorb everything from everywhere I mean we can say no you can also put a bubble around yourself that says no you know and I like to use green for that like a green bubble of protection. So you think of it as like the green lantern movie, you know, that color green, and it will just keep the energy that you don't want outside. And because everybody sees things different, you know, um, it's okay to choose a different color and then different shades of a different color. It's, it's, it's about the intention that you hold as to why you're doing it. And I think when everybody is a different frequency, I mean, before we started recording, Honey and I were just talking about how different people that we know are interpreting the same energies in different ways because we're all different and, you know, and how that's okay. And so, you know, you listening might need an orange bubble of protection or a purple bubble of protection. Whereas, you know, whereas honey is green and maybe tomorrow you might need to do a different color. So yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That's what I've noticed when I work with people and they have a ritual every morning I wake up and I say this prayer and I do this thing and I do the other that I say to them, okay, but do you do it on automatic pilot or are you fully present to the power behind the words that you're using in your prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and do they still suit you, those words, those energies, or do you need to change them? And I think a lot of people prefer a structure, so they empower the structure rather than empowering themselves. And then when the structure doesn't hold them because it's not mapping to what's available, then they feel powerless. So it's about taking the structure, the elements of that structure and absorbing them and embodying them. So you feel strong enough to say, okay, what do I need to do today? And one of the things I admire about you, honey, is you have such a fabulous relationship with your higher self that you can just like be really quiet and just hear everything you need. Mm -hmm. 
the thing too, is to use your creativity, you know, like even if you're not really completely like comfortable with tapping in, you know, you can use your intuition. Like if it comes into your head that, oh no, I shouldn't use green. That's not the color for me, but blue is, or, you know, purple is then go with it because that's actually your little voice, which is your higher self, or people could call it God's voice coming through and giving you the answer. So inspired creativity is really important during this time because everything's changing. Do you know what just came up for me as you're saying this? You know, know, one of the things I learned many years ago was that your first interpretation of a dream is the, the true interpretation. And if you then build another interpretation after that, then you're actually skewing it or distorting it. Mm-hmm. So let's put that into context. Then for a healer, somebody writes to you and wants a healing session with you. And your first response is, no, I can't work with this person. And then you talk yourself out of that because you need the money or you feel that you need to be of service to everybody that connects with you. Then you should go back to that first interpretation go, okay, I got a, 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 a how would you call that? It's, it's like, not it's necessarily like of, ooh. You know? Yeah, it's it's a no or, or a dip in the field to get to know your yes and your no. Mm-hmm. So that if you if you get a no to go, okay, I'm going to sit with that. I don't have to be here for everybody. And to realize something that I've really noticed, I'm sure you have too, is that there's a new cohort of very capable healers waking up and stepping up. I mean, it used to be 10 years ago, there weren't very many of us, but now there are people who are really strong, really powerful and really, really good. So if you don't feel that you can take this client on, there's going to be someone else who will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel like you're the be all and end all of everything. Because if it's not right, they'll find the right person if they're supposed to. Yeah. And maybe they need to sit with it too for longer. Mm -hmm. No, it's not that because people seem to have this need to get out of their discomfort really quickly rather than sit with it and, and, you know, unravel it and open it and find the gifts within. Yeah. And that's really missing out. It's a message. Yeah, it's a message. You know, any illness is a message. So why did you get it? Where did it originate? Why did your emotional body get upset and then upset your physical body? You know, because if you can get rid of the origin or neutralize the origin of where it came from and then heal the physical body, then it's truly gone and you've actually gotten the message as well. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're just healing the physical body without healing the spiritual or even looking at the energetic, it's just going to persist. Mm-hmm. It'll just come back. So I would like to ask you how people listening, mm-hmm. your opinion, because you're, you're really good at this, can really get a stronger connection to their higher selves so that when they start doing these things that we're talking about, that they feel more confident doing them. Do you have any tips for us? Um. One of the things that, I mean, there's programs to do it, but one of the things that I really like to do is just to be still. So if you can just be still, and I like to put my hand on my heart, connect to your heart space. That's where your higher self will connect to you. It's not through here. Mm. So if you can connect to your heart space and then get those messages through your heart and judge you know, how does it feel? How do I feel when I get this message? Did it come from myself, my higher self, or did it come from somewhere else that I don't want that message from? And a lot of it is how does your body feel? You know, the tension, start paying attention to your body. Then I suppose the texture and flavor and density of the voice to be familiar or not familiar. I mean, I've been listening to people speaking about how there's nothing that can trick you like, like an entity outside of you to, to recognize you. I mean, I know we we don't talk much about this on my podcast, but we will be doing so more and more because as the veils between the worlds 
are almost next to nothing. If you're working with energy, you need to be very aware of if the angel that you've called on to support you and help you is actually who they say they are. Right. And to be able to tell the difference between your higher self and Mm -hmm. an angel or an ascended master or the dark energies that like to play and trick us. Um, Mm -hmm. One really important thing to do is to, when you're connecting, especially if you're just learning how, is to say, I will connect to my higher self, only my higher self, and only in my highest good. No one else is welcome. Then they have to honor that. Do you know when you said that, honey, now, and I know that you say this a lot, but when you say it, it ended a sound like a question mark. So for people to say that, for it to ring true throughout the entire core of their being mm-hmm. is vital, isn't it? Because if, yeah. if some, you know, there's a limiting belief or, you know, let's say you're a part-time healer and you're working nine to five and you want a bit of drama and excitement and okay, you don't really mind if you end up getting stuck in some kind of spiritual whirlwind, mm. it, it's not worth it. It really isn't no. for you to be 100% that yes can you say those words again they're really important okay so um i don't remember what i said but i i want to talk to my higher self only my higher self no one else is welcome and it's only actually before that you should say only in my highest good everything that comes through is only in my highest good so we have to remember that we're more powerful The reason that an entity wants to attach is because it wants your light. Yes. So you're actually more powerful. And if you say no, then they have to go away. Yeah. I was listening to um, Michael Feely. And if people have never heard of him, you can go look him up, particularly on YouTube. But he said something that really rang true for me, which is you're only as strong as the weakest point of you. Mm -hmm. Your weak spot is, you know, that's that. So you have to find your weak spots and strengthen them up. And so self-belief that, you know, you are good enough. You are, you know, you can facilitate healing and that you're no means no. And there's a lot of inner child work needed for you to really clear that no to mean no. And it's worth doing all that work. You really need to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I suppose a spiritual tool for self-defense would be knowing your weaknesses so you can doubly protect yourself if you're going somewhere yeah. where you think you'll and, be triggered. Right. And be willing to heal them before you start healing other people. You know, be willing to constantly work on yourself as well. I think there, I mean, as I, as I do this for longer, I do believe that you don't have to be perfectly healed in quotations because you're never going to be perfectly healed to start working with people, but for you to be very aware of your, what triggers you, your own wounding and to have a dividing line in your mind where you separate out, well, this is my stuff and this is the client's stuff, you know, so that you can really be clear when you're working with someone. So it's clean. So when they come to you and they unpack all their stuff, then they transform whatever it is that needs to be transformed. Then you clear it all away. And then when they leave, they take all of their stuff with them. And the stuff that they don't take is being transmuted or transformed. And then maybe do a cleansing on yourself. So that's what I mean by upgrading the level of spiritual hygiene while working with clients. Because what I've also noticed with the current energies is that when people have set an intention, I'm clearing this now for once and for all, they really go deep and they really excavate, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ancestral, the past life, everything, they pull it all out. And so there is a likelihood that that's going to trigger you even without knowing it as the healer that's facilitating this. So Yeah. Unless you spend a lot of time, like I like to prepare for every meeting, creating my own energetic space. And that way I'm more of an observer and I'm not touching, bumping up against their energy as much. That helps me a lot. I just saw you in an energetic hazmat suit with loads of gloves and things. Yeah, (laughs) I do that. (laughs) 
That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> it really helps. But I mean, we can do so much with energy and we have the power to do so many things that we're not really aware of at this point. Like it's going to get better and better because we're also in a window right now where everything's accelerated. So everything's speeding up and we have to be willing to kind of ride the wave, but take care of ourselves at the same time while we're helping other people. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. I feel like a lot of us have been taught we're just supposed to give endlessly, you know, until we're basically like this hollowed out thing, but really we're supposed to take care of ourselves and give the excess. So if you're really good at taking care of yourself, then if you think about like a teacup and you have a saucer, this is my favorite analogy. If you have a teacup and you pour in the tea and you let it spill over, give everyone else the saucer. Mm. Keep the full teacup for yourself. Take care of you because otherwise you're just, you're not really doing your best for them either because you're already worn out. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. I like that. I I would see that as the champagne (laughs) glasses, you know, the way they make the the pyramid at a wedding, say, and they pour in the champagne into the glass and it spills down and spills down. And that's the cascade of the effect that we have, you know, a God's light coming through you and then it goes into everybody. And what's beautiful is that I think more and more people are realizing that we all have access to this. Yeah, all of us. We're all amazing beings with the spark inside of us that comes right from God, right from source. We have this spark and we can use it. We've just been talked out of it by society. So just tell them, "Eh, I don't want that anymore. I want, (laughs) I want to be who I am, you know? It's funny. What what we're saying is so simple on one, one level, but on another level, it's incredibly difficult. It can be. Yeah. Cause you have to weed through all the little things that created that feeling inside you. It's like, um, staying big, staying powerful, and then walking into a room full of people or going into the city center, say when I go in and then, and then suddenly it's like, Oh my God. And then you automatically just want to fit in or you change your shape and it takes practice and awareness to say, mm-hmm. I am safe get your bubble out, you know, and then hold, hold that frequency. And um, what I'm discovering also, I don't know if you are, is that more and more people who are made, you know, empathic, who have psychic abilities, as well as waking up to these abilities are finding each other. Yeah. Being able to talk about it more. And we now we have language to put around what we see, feel and experience where we Mm -hmm. might not have had that before. And it's just wonderful. It is because you would have been seen as the weird person (laughs) in the past. And now it's like, oh, there's like 20 other people that I know that are similar to you. So maybe you're not so strange anymore. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the conversation I had with my brother today. And he's like, I'm going to get my full medical work up, work up and get all my bloods done. And you really should do that, too. And I said, well, I don't ascribe to the same system as you do. So you go ahead and do that. And while you're there, make sure you take this test and that test as well. And that was it. He didn't attack me. He didn't say you have to do it. I said, no. <laughs> so yeah. they're just used to me at this stage. Mm-hmm. You know? But um, I think the yeah. marvels do that. It's, it's creating the pathway through the the jungle that stops growing back over itself and more and more of us are are, are taking that path. And um, Mm -hmm. it's actually really great. It it takes some getting used to, to see more of us here after being here alone for so long, but you know, it's nice though. It feels really nice. And I also feel like there's this, um, like the collective is more ready for it now. And also being willing to say, those are your, like, that's your blocks trying to bump up against me. And I don't want them. Yeah. You know, just keep them to yourself and go do what you want. That's fine. That's your lesson, your reality. 
I'll take mine. I'll take responsibility for me. Mm -hmm. And to be more authentic in conversations, the richness, there's so much more to be had now. Yeah. You know, and when I even speak to people who aren't, let's say, spiritually awakened, even they've switched off the TV and the, you know, and the news and that's creating a space for them to grow that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the fear porn industry has dropped so low that even yeah. the people who haven't shifted have noticed, you know, mm-hmm. drift, you know, and, and, and so without the constant bombardment of that frequency, it really opens them up like the plant to just grow towards the sun more. And then as they grow, they go, oh, this feels good. I want more of this. And then they go mm-hmm. more and more. So. Yeah. And the frequencies on the planet are changing too. So it's like, it's almost like it just feels so icky because they're broadcasting a frequency as well as their information. (laughs) So you're like, oh, that feels really gross. (laughs) We're going to turn that off. Yeah. I say that to people too. It's, it's those low frequencies, the 3d matrix of fear that wants to keep you trapped as a constant bombardment. Um, and also, you know, you can tell a fairy story. I mean, I do that a lot, like somewhere on the moon, there's a satellite that's broadcasting to earth, you know, to wipe your brain and make you forget everything. And there's another one that's broadcasting a frequency to pull you into fear. And you have to not tune into those deliberately. And I think even just thinking that way can help somebody shift a little Mm -hmm. bit and go, okay, well, I'm not actually hearing the joy is there a, a somewhere where there's beautiful energy like classical music station that just wants love and beauty right. and peace and can I tune into that one instead mm-hmm. and uh, I have an exercise that I've been doing for years where you spend a minute to actually find that frequency and then you breathe it in and then you your body relaxes when you do that so if you were to breathe it in and from what you're talking about how each energy center or chakra is getting bombarded. And then if you deliberately breathe in peace and beauty and love into mm-hmm. each of those energy centers, which brings me to then grounding, how are you finding grounding at the moment? What, what way are you doing it? I have a grounding pad. So I have a grounding pad when I'm doing, you know, that's an actual physical thing. Yeah. Yep. So and it was created by the people that did that earthing movie. Okay. Yeah. So it basically plugs into the wall, into the ground of the electricity. So it just plugs into the little round hole and that's it. Right. Okay. And I don't know how it is in Europe. Like what you I haven't seen one here. I, yeah. just, I, just, I just plug directly into the ground. <laughs> Yeah. And, but that's better because I feel like we can let go of more if our bare feet are on the ground than we can with a grounding pad. But if you're doing a lot of electronic stuff, like I have, um, this, so this is Organite. Okay. So that's for those listening on the radio, it's, um, a pyramid made of, or, yeah. And it has, um, shungite in it so shungite is a really good rock for um emfs and how the electronics like bother our field and it's really not that expensive in comparison to buying the organite because the organite could run a lot of you know like hundreds of dollars for a pyramid but for the shungite like it's pretty inexpensive you could spend 30 dollars and get a lot of the same effect So maybe have like a little bowl next to you of shungite. Um, And that's really helpful for grounding. What else is good? There's another rock, black tourmaline. It's really good. So you like, you like those kind of rocks. What I've been doing, I think as you're speaking, I'm seeing, it's like we we bounce these ideas off each other and can see more clearly what we're doing. I've been bringing my energy field into my earth star chakra, which is the one below your feet outside of your body, which I've not felt it in mother earth, you know, so 
let's say 10 years ago, I was bringing energy cords down into earth through the rocks all the way through into mother earth. And then I, I came to a period of time where I felt, oh, it hurts too much and it's hurting her and it's hurting me. And I don't want to do that. So I went through a period where I was grounding into other planets and I found, you know, I'm ground today I'm grounding into Neptune and you're, you know, so it was kind of really interesting. Um, me and my clients were making spider webs across the solar system of different planets we were grounding into, but it was just to hold us in this present moment as opposed to ground us. Mm -hmm. And so as this five dimensional frequencies are coming in, it's like, it's superimposed. This is kind of how I feel it onto where we're living. So we can tune into that but I still haven't felt to ground into that. What I've been doing is bringing my energy into my body so that I'm more embodied, more present mm -hmm. here. And then I bring it right down to an energy center below the root chakra called the earth star chakra. And that seems to just know what to do by itself. So it's kind of yeah, very stabilizing. That's brilliant. that's brilliant. I love that. Another thing you can do that's really simple is like that thing in the shower where you take a shower and you're like, okay, all the stress, all the worry, everything just goes down the drain. And my favorite crystal right now in a share is called Septarian, also known as Dragonstone. And it's a mixture of seven different um, minerals. But there's calcite in it, which is really soothing and gentle. And then there's aragonite in it, which for me, it pulls the anxiety, literally pulls it out of my body. Mm. And it's incredibly powerful. So I think, as we've said many times, everybody's different. So, you know, try different things, see what resonates with you. And um, I sleep with my septarian quite a bit. It helps me have a better sleep. Yeah, I have a lot of the only crystal I can't really have next to the bed because it's a charging crystal is uh selenite. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause it keeps me awake. Cause it's so like, it gives like a buzz in the room. So I put it outside of the bedroom. <laughs> I would use selenite to charge some of my crystals, like a charging plate. Yeah. So I have that too. Little bowls of selenite. So would you my have any like rock is Oh, go ahead. No, no. You, I want to know what's your favorite. So it's called, it's orange and it's calcite. So you were inspiring me like, and I wish I had it right next to me, but it's basically, it looks like citrine, but it's like this warm honey color and it's not expensive. So it's called, yeah, yellow calcite. Yeah, but don't put it in the sun because this was orange and she was gorgeous and she was in the sun and now she's yellow. So calcite actually changes color in the sun. Oh. But I still love her. <laughs> it's my dragon. My, my yeah. dragon. Yeah. And it's a very calming, like it just feels very calm and almost like if you ate a spoon of honey, really, yeah. you know? Like it just, have you tried angelite as well? Angelite is a lovely stone. It's a blue, mm -hmm. it's a blue stone and it helps you. Oh yeah. That. It's, it's, it's I have some of that. I love that too. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, getting sleep and getting rest is really important because that gives us the time to process. And after having four babies and not being able to sleep through the night, I'm quite good at resting while I'm still awake you know like you get into the zone of just doing nothing and resting and I do that sporadically during the day if I haven't slept but yeah. do you have any recommendations then let's say for getting a good night's sleep do you find it works? something that works every time I'm saying crossing my fingers because I doubt very much it works every time but well one of the things and I don't really have a problem like it happens very quick for me Usually, but um, breathing into the belly. Very good. Is really helpful because it puts you in that deep breath rhythm and it just, it does help you go right to sleep. That changes your body chemistry too, doesn't it? Because we all shallow breathe from our upper chests and that's kind of a stress response. Oh, so not good. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's amazing. Good. We uh, did a thing where we, I tuned into, um, breath recently and the ether that's in the air, like they call it the ether. And there's actually power out in the ether. And I got that. What happens is when it, we deep breathe, it sparks the body. 
So all those minerals in the body get sparked because of the power that goes into the deep breathing. And I think that's why we've been taught to hold in your stomach, you know, like all these things that get you away from breathing deeply, like a baby does. Yeah. Are made by design. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, I also heard today that we're processing so much information, we might be having a lack of mineral nutrients that we use to process. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that before? I thought it was interesting. Yeah. My higher self said we had to, um, or I had to take burdock root. So burdock root has all these minerals in it and it's also a blood cleanser. So it helps you get toxins out. It's good for the liver. It does all these things and it's inexpensive. And for a month I was very tired and she kept saying burdock root, burdock root. I kept hearing this (laughs) in my head and I knew I had it somewhere, but I'm kind of a hoarder of herbs. So I was like, I'll find it. <laughs> I'll look for it, right? You know, and then finally a month later, I found it because it was like, get the burdock root right now. Oh my gosh. So, you know, that was higher self like pushing, but we're forming a crystalline body right now. So it's using the minerals. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> So if you're going, you're going from a carbon-based body to a crystalline body, that's part of ascension. We're going to have more light in our body. Our um, DNA is activating, like all these things are going on inside of our body. So to give yourself the minerals that your body needs to do those processes is really a good thing. Wow. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah, he does. And it's like you say, um, we've all the things we've been told to do are the things that are holding us back. Yeah, because <laughs> they didn't want us to be powerful. I mean, we had a group of beings, you know, at the top that's like, let's just keep them doing what we want them to be doing. And that goes down to- through the generations and through the generations. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And again, to go back to that conversation I had with my brother and I love him dearly, but he's working in a nine to five job. And he says to me, so what are you doing for your pension fund? And I said, oh, I'm going to be working till I die. And that's going to give me longevity because I love what I do. (laughs) And I'm not feeling the need to put money into an investment fund that might never give me that money back or yeah. give a return on it. And I've always felt that way. So some of us are natural rebels and some of us are learning to be rebels and, mm-hmm. you know, which rules can be broken and which, you know, and I, I'm looking myself at, okay, what else can I unshackle myself from? And yeah. uh, even more free. It's, it's exciting times so we need to go slowly. And I think if I was to give one last piece of advice to people who are listening to really slow down and listen, and then to raise your frequency before you make any decisions, because if you're in a low frequency and you make a decision at that frequency, it's a low frequency decision. So to give the space between you and what's coming up for you to then raise your frequency to say, okay, go back to what we were saying earlier, honey, is this my stuff? Was it triggered by a client? Do I need to go back in and work on this? Or is it their stuff? And I just think it's my stuff and I can just let it go. And again, immediately the first thing you think is the answer and not your brain telling you, oh, well, maybe you do need to go back to your psychotherapist and do another 12 sessions and go into your mother wounding and all of that. And it's like, no, that's going to hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. And honor yourself like you would honor your client. Take care of yourself so that you, you know, give yourself as much love and attention as you would give to a client. You could even meet yourself in your mind and be your own therapist Mm -hmm. and treat yourself completely like you treat your client, and then hear what you have to say when you are the client. Yeah. (sighs) Wow. This has been an incredible discussion. Is there anything you'd like to add before we finish? I just feel like self-love is the main key 
to really knowing what your boundaries are and knowing what's good for you and what's not good for you. And if you come from that place of self-love, then you're going to be able to love and give the things to your clients that they need as well as you take care of yourself at the same time. And I think the biggest block to self-love is the word itself, self-love, because people have so much baggage around Mm -hmm. the idea of that or around the idea of love or loving yourself that they, they get this shiver and it's like, oh, I can't love myself because it looks like this and this and this and this. And you could say, okay, well, let's just scrap completely how you think it looks and go into what it actually looks like, which yeah. is beauty of care to yourself, looking after yourself, being the teacup. You know, mm-hmm. I love that, being the teacup and giving away from the saucer, always being full because it makes sense. It makes so much sense. And everyone listening knows it makes sense. So if there was one piece of work to do around that, it would be, first of all, to discover what's your limiting belief around loving yourself and then heal that. And then everything yeah. else will follow from there. Exactly. Beautiful, Abby. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so much. You. And anyone who's listening, I have some very exciting news for you. Honey and I are going to be setting up peer support. And we're going to now, after we finish rec- recording this, we're going to make a video all about peer support for energy healers and what we have to offer so that you won't just have to listen to people talking on a podcast, but you'll actually be able to interact with us and ask questions and feel part of a group and a community. And I think it's really needed now. And um I'm excited. I know you're excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be really good and it's going to be good for the world, not just us, not just the group, like everybody. It'll just echo out. It will. We're sending big ripples of light and self-love and compassion and love for others out there into the world. And it's it's really exciting. So yeah, so yeah well, thank you so much, honey. And um, we'll talk to you again. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more if you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show please write to us the email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time